Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. Today, in service to our duty to the Constitution and to our country, the House Committee on the Judiciary is introducing two articles of impeachment charging the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, with committing high crimes and misdemeanors. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's a very weak case, actually. And what it's done is lower the bar for impeachment. No one, not even the President, is above the law. It'll be like the other two impeachments in the history of the United States and fail. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. As you've heard, Democrats announcing two articles of impeachment charging President Donald Trump with abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Over the last several months, the investigative committees of the House have been engaged in an impeachment inquiry into President Donald Trump's efforts to solicit foreign interference in the 2020 elections. Representative Jerry Nadler heading up the House Judiciary Committee. Efforts that compromised our national security and threatened the integrity of our elections. Throughout this inquiry, he has attempted to conceal the evidence from Congress and from the American people. Our president holds the ultimate public trust. When he betrays that trust, and puts himself before country, he endangers the Constitution, he endangers our democracy, and he endangers our national security. The framers of the Constitution prescribed a clear remedy for presidents who so violate their oath of office. That is the power of impeachment. Today, in service to our duty to the Constitution and to our country, the House Committee on the Judiciary is introducing two articles of impeachment charging the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, with committing high crimes and misdemeanors. The first article is for abuse of power. It is an impeachable offense for the President to exercise the powers of his public office to obtain an improper personal benefit while ignoring or in injuring the national interest. That is exactly what President Trump did when he solicited and pressured Ukraine to interfere in our 2020 presidential election, thus damaging our national security, undermining the integrity of the next election, and violating his oath to the American people. These actions, moreover, are consistent with President Trump's previous invitations of foreign interference in our 2016 presidential election. And when he was caught, when the House investigated and opened an impeachment inquiry, President Trump engaged in unprecedented, categorical, and indiscriminate defiance of the impeachment inquiry. This gives rise to the second article of impeachment for obstruction of Congress. Here, too, 
we see a familiar pattern in President Trump's misconduct. A president who declares himself above accountability, above the American people, and above Congress's power of impeachment, which is meant to protect against threats to our democratic institutions, is a president who sees himself as above the law. We must be clear, no one, not even the president, is above the law. Earlier Tuesday, the president tweeting he did nothing wrong and that impeaching a president with a record like his would be, quote, sheer political madness. The Democrats insisting Congress must act now to protect the nation and to keep the president from cheating to re-election victory next November. Well, what happens is after the full House of Representatives considers the case, it goes to their Judiciary Committee. They're the ones that drop the charges. For some non-political and legal expertise, our man Paul Cambria with his take. Uh, It's not surprising that they're saying that he obstructed uh, and misused his power. I mean, that's been their theme all along. The big problem is that it now moves to the Senate. And the Senate, you have to, they have to prevail by two-thirds. So two-thirds means 67 senators out of 100 And there's 46 of them that are Republicans. So the chances of him successfully being impeached are pretty slim. You know, I'm wondering, uh, you know, coming from somebody who's been in your shoes before, that knowledge of basically what's going to happen. We know what the outcome is going to be of a lot of these arguments being made. How that impacts uh, whether it's um, somebody testifying, uh, whether it's uh, uh, somebody doing questioning under oath, Does that impact how you go about your business at all, having this sort of predetermined almost outcome? Well, there's a possibility. I mean, somebody is hoping to keep their employment in a Republican administration because of their political connections, uh, and they know that the Republican administration is going to prevail. You know, they may very well soft-pedal what they have to say, in order to stay, you know, stay employed. So sure, those things uh, can definitely be effective. Paul, how strong a case do you think has been made for these charges? Because, I mean, most of the time, if you're watching, it seems like a tale of two different hearings going on. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's a very weak case, actually. Uh, it's all about politics. This is all about the election. And it'll be interesting to see how it plays, obviously, The president isn't convicted in the Senate. He's going to say, see, I was exonerated. It's all politics. On the other hand, the Democrats, I'm sure, are going to take the position, you know, look at all the things the president did. Look at all the chaos. Do you want that again for four years? You know, that's just going to be a political tool. As far as a legal tool, it'll be like the other two impeachments in the history of the United States and fail that's, I think, what a, a lot of people are expecting to happen uh, just because of the way everything is set up, the process that it has to go through, and who makes up the majority in the Senate. Uh, on, you know, what you've heard so far, has this gone on, you know, for as polarized as Washington is, is and, you know, how, I guess, uh, testy things can get over there when uh, people are speaking, especially politicians? H- has this gone on, you know, and followed the process that you would expect it to in any other atmosphere, or has this been maybe a a heightened back and forth? I don't think we've ever seen anything like this in our time. 
uh, when it's been uh, when there's been such a paralysis of Congress regarding legislation and activities of Congress for the people, as opposed to two political parties warring. You know, most of the people uh, that I've talked to about this are saying, you know, what's Congress doing for us? All they're trying to do is either ensconce the Democrats in or ensconce the Republicans in. What are they doing for the people at large? And there may be some real backlash to some elections of representatives uh, going forward. You know, if the Senate does not go along with this, does it all just go away? Yeah, it absolutely goes away like it did with Clinton. Um, I mean, basically, that's what happened with Clinton. They voted impeachment articles in the House and in the Senate, he was acquitted. So and it went away. And that's what will happen here. Now, back to the politics of it all. Uh, I think the Democrats have been trying to impeach this president since he was first elected. GOP political commentator Alex Castellanos with Susan and Brian on how he sees the deck tilted. Now it's actually happening, and it looks like Donald Trump's going to be only the third president ever in history to be impeached. These two charges, Alex have to do with Ukraine. Did you expect more or or not even this? Well, the Democrats were talking about broadening the charges, not because they thought it strengthened their case, but because they were concerned about giving some moderate Democrats something to vote against. They wanted to have uh, these moderate Democrats in swing districts be able to say, no, no, look, we're treating Donald Trump fairly. We voted against some articles of impeachment, but we had to vote for others. Uh, but ultimately, they decided just to narrow the focus to these two charges as as of this moment. That's the way it appears. So what are these two charges uh, exactly going to be, do we expect? Yes, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. One, that Donald Trump abused the power of the president in pressuring uh, the Ukraine to investigate and undermine his political rival, and that he withheld aid uh, from the Ukraine until they did that. Uh, Of course, that's a more complicated story, because, in fact, Trump did deliver the aid, etc. But the second charge is obstruction of Congress, that Trump prevented Congress from conducting a complete and full investigation of this matter by not letting his aides testify. And obstruction of uh, Congress was one of the charges against Richard Nixon, of course. But, uh, you know, there's the Trump administration can go to court and say, look, we... We had legitimate reasons, uh, executive privilege, not to provide information to Congress on these matters. You know, Alex, this is likely to go for a House vote before Christmas and then carry over into next year with a trial in the Senate in January. The longer this goes, does it backfire on Democrats in 2020? It's already backfiring on Democrats in 2020. We've seen surveys in swing states among independent voters, those key swing voters, and their support for impeachment peaked in October at 60%. It's now down to 40%. So they have not, the Democrats have failed in their project to expand support for impeachment against Donald Trump, and in fact, they've lost key support. So, yes, I think it's going to hurt Democrats in 2020. 
Well, it's uh, maybe going to hurt some of the candidates in 2020, right? So they're going to have to manage their time between campaigning for office and hitting the campaign trail and this Senate trial that's supposed to get started sometime in January. Right. And and right now, Mitch McConnell uh, is is hinting, uh, though he hasn't said that he's going to try to get this all done in a couple of weeks in January, that uh, he doesn't think if this stretches out too long, it's uh, it's going to be a help to Republicans either. And besides that, Republicans still have other ways to keep the heat on the Democrats. There's still the John Durham investigation coming up with potentially criminal charges against people like John Brennan and James Comey. So Republicans will have other ways to go on offense other than just a Senate trial of Donald Trump. Do you expect any Republican defectors in the Senate? Uh, If they do this quickly, I doubt that Republicans will have any defectors. The questions are going to be about Republican senators up for re-election in swing states. Susan Collins up in uh, in uh, Maine and and Tom Tillis in North Carolina, Cory Gardner in Colorado, are those senators going to stick with Trump or are they going to get a get out of jail free card from Mitch McConnell to vote for impeachment? My guess is Republicans will figure out that it's better to stand together uh, and that's their best shot at survival. You know, Alex, is the the better question of all this, what happens to impeachment itself moving forward after we are done with the Senate trial here? Because you're taking something that, you know, has been done so seldom in American history. It's kind of that last uh, straw, worst case scenario panic button. And, you know, throughout this entire process, it's been treated almost as an inevitability. Yeah, I think that is the key question. You're exactly right. And and what it's done is lower the bar for impeachment. Uh, It used to be that you had to have a bipartisan consensus to impeach a president. Uh, Certainly that was the case uh, for Richard Nixon. No longer is that true. Uh, There were even Democrats saying that, look, Donald Trump uh, should be impeached because he's a racist and we want to include those charges in here. So the bar has been lowered. Expect that the next president will be impeached uh, before he's elected to. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.